0: Welcome to Manifestation, Mindset and More Woo with Shia's Samantha. I'm Samantha, your host and Manifestation Spiritual Life Coach. Ever wanted to experience a life with more ease and flow? To experience synchronicities and effortless abundance whilst taking inspired action towards your goals? Well, here we merge the strategy with the energetics to help nourish your mindset, unleash your inner potential and support you to consciously co-create your life. We talk all things manifestation, universal principles and spirituality alongside the relevant tools, strategy, mindset shifts and more. All to help you embody that dream version of you. If this sounds like your kind of thing then you are in the right place. Thank you so much for joining me. Let's dive in. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode. And I'm really excited about sharing this one today because I did a little poll on Instagram on IG stories. And this came out as what you guys wanted to hear this week. So I'm pretty excited. I think I actually didn't realise when I did the poll as well that I had a podcast episode on goals. I think it's episode... 17, maybe. So definitely go and check that out first. But I'll be sharing a little bit from that episode because I still stand by everything that I said in that episode. But today we're going to be building on that even more and giving you even more, right? I'm not holding back. (laughs) This is going to be a must listen to help you go after your goals this year and any time of year, hence the name of the podcast, right? This isn't about just being able to set your goals right now. This is something that you can keep coming back to and keep thinking about when you're setting any goals any time of the year. So, as I said, I thought about what I wanted to share with you guys, but as always, you know me, I like to over-deliver and I would wanted to give you absolutely everything that I know on goals. And of course, that would just be information overload. So today was really to help you think about how you can achieve your goals this year and what might be getting in the way subconsciously that you hadn't been aware of. Because I'm sure there is so many different podcasts out there supporting you on your goals and how you achieve your goals this year and telling you all these different things, right? And as always, I want to try and give you stuff that is not... Are so readily available to really really help and support you in a much broader sense right in a much broader way so that you guys can be able to feel that you can go and go after your dreams and go after your goals this year and feel fully prepared doing so so to start us off i want to start with squashing the idea that you're lazy unmotivated or incapable or inconsistent right that is not who you are this may be behaviours that you've noticed in yourself this year, but these are just meanings that you have attached to bad habits. So you aren't lazy. Perhaps you just struggled to get going because you didn't have a big enough why, right? You aren't inconsistent. Perhaps you struggled to show up because you were afraid of judgment. You aren't unmotivated. Perhaps you just lacked clarity of where to start and you aren't incapable. <laughs> Perhaps you just need to boost your confidence in who you are and what you're here to do in this lifetime. So let's start by squashing those stories, releasing all of that, leaving it all in 2022, right? Letting it all go. (laughs) Anything that doesn't align with who you are and where you're going and who you are being has been left in 2022. We're going to show it to the door. Off it goes. (laughs) Bye-bye. Slam the door behind it, right? How does that feel? How does that feel just be like, we have energetically closed the door and we're starting a new chapter, drawing a line in the sand from here. This gets to be your year. This gets to be the year you decide it gets to be, right? It gets to be whatever you want it to be. And of course, all those things that you just put through the door may come knocking soon. We aren't pretending that it's just as easy as shutting them out and then everything's great and that's it, right? Because that's not realistic. Because those things that you've just put through the door are going to be things that are going to come back up, but we can cover those later in the podcast. There's something that I want to share with you first, which I think is, really good starting point for us and for our conversation today. First of all, when it comes to thinking about goals, goal setting or new year's resolutions, I want you to ask yourself, do any of these words give me an emotional trigger. Does this trigger me in any way or does it trigger a certain thought that's perhaps disempowering or negative, right? So does the word goal trigger you? And the reason I say this is because the word goal often can be a little bit loaded for many of us. It can represent times where we have failed, where we've not lived up to our expectations or that of others that others have put on us and can often remind us of every single time that we've failed or not stuck to what we want to to previously and we have an association with the word new year's resolutions you know people set them every year and they seem faddy they seem like things that you don't really take seriously or something that trails off by the end of January and that we forget about. So these kind of concepts, goals, New Year's resolutions have have a lot of meaning attached. They're really quite loaded words and you're going to have your own kind of perception of those words and what that means to you. You're going to have your own meaning that you've attached to the word and that's an important part of whether you will actually achieve what it is that you set out to achieve depending on how you feel about goals and New Year's resolutions, right? a really, really important part that people kind of often overlook. So the easiest way to get past this is not to sit for hours and try and work out why it is that you have this trigger word around goal, or what, what it is that happened in your childhood and how you feel about goals. I mean, I definitely can relate to really feeling like goals were something to be avoided i hated them i thought that they were a measure of who i was as a person right as a child i was very much a perfectionist so i'd often uh, attach my self-worth to goals so goals are, goals is a really what wo- loaded word for me as i said rather than sit and try and go through this and work through this and heal this there is definitely a time and a place for that an easy way a quick solution for you right now is to change the name, just give it a different name, right, give it a different name, so for example you could call it my vision, or for me, so for me personally this year, I've been trialing out this new workbook that I'm creating, really really excited about it, and in this workbook I have three life areas that I've chosen to focus on this year, where my goals are, but rather than calling it for example health and fitness goals, I've called it healthy me, and that is the kind of thought that I have in my head. I don't think about goals, I think about healthy me. And rather than business goals, I call it boss babe. And rather than spiritual health goals, I call it soul lad. So it's almost like a mission rather than a goal, because a goal implies to me that there's an end, there's an outcome. It's often time bound. I mean, we all know the common goal setting techniques, smart goals, right? The last one is time bound. So there's an end, right? Whereas this is something that I'll be working on and continuing to improve in small increments every single day. This is something that I see as a lifestyle rather than an outcome. Can you see that kind of shift that it just, it just shifts the whole way you see this goal, this, this thing that you want to achieve. It it shifts the whole way that you see it. And I can't undo the word goal, meaning end for me, like goal will always mean like an end thing, I, I could change the meaning, I can heal my own um, feelings around goals just as I have, just as you can, but they're still going to feel like that time-bound kind of end. And although I have like these goals I like, I have for like three months and six months and 12 months, i like yes they are time-bound, but they are much more associated with who I am being and how I'm showing up in the lifestyle I'm creating myself rather than just an outcome. So maybe you can kind of relate to that where you've kind of had goals and you just feel like it's something you're striving for and it just, it feels like that's the end thing that you need to achieve. And it's often where people go wrong because they just don't feel like they can fully go through and see things to the end to get to that outcome it seems so far away or it seems so big and it becomes a goal just something that they will always want to achieve but never actually achieve so it's really about bringing it back thinking about how you can make it feel good to be something that you can do often right something that you can partake in a lifestyle that you are adopting and this really shifts the focus to the process and who you're being And the way to achieve goals is is actually not looking at the outcome and striving for that. As we've been saying, it's looking at that process and working towards that. It's that middle section that you really want to place your focus, not the outcome. It's the process and who you are that determines the outcome. And if you change who you are and you put systems in place to support you, and, and behaviours in place and actions and thoughts in place to support you, the outcome is inevitable. So this li- literally leads on to my next point, which is really thinking about the process. What is your process to getting there? What are you putting in place along the way to achieve that goal? Because we all need systems, we all need things in place in order to achieve our goals. If, like, if you wanna build a business, right? You don't think, oh, I'm gonna build a successful six figure business by the end of this year. And you put it on your vision board and you think, yes, this is mine, I have this, you're visualising it, you're imagining it's yours, because you're actually going to be so far away from that reality that you're likely going to feel overwhelmed, you're going to self-sabotage and you're not going to succeed. If you're focusing on the outcome, instead you want to focus on the process to getting to the outcome. Who is it that I need to be to become the person who has a successful six-figure business? Who do I need to become and how can I embody that right now? So maybe you'll think about the actual logistics, so like maybe it's a service or a product that you want to sell. So what, what are the first steps of that? You know, draft a business idea, think about how you're going to sell it, work on building your audience, etc, etc. Like you don't think about... About the six-figure business because it's just overwhelming. You have to think about what is the, the the process to getting there and what are the steps that you can do and embody now before you focus on the six-figure business. You know, right now, the first thing you want to do is focus on the idea, focus on what we just mentioned, how you're gonna sell it, focus on building that audience, and focus just on getting that first client. That is literally breaking down the process. And, you know, some people find it easier to work backwards. We call it reverse engineering your goals, where you work backwards from the the end point and you work back to think about what the milestones are and what you're going to do along the way to get there. Sometimes I've done that, but sometimes I also like to work forwards to think about what's in my closest to my current reality right now. What feels most believable that I could do in this moment? Well, if we're thinking about this example, I could literally start brainstorming an idea. That is, that is going to be my first step. And that is the closest thing to my reality right now that I can do. That's going to help me achieve the outcome. And you kind of want to like meet in the middle, like whatever way you're doing it, backwards or forwards, you kind of want to bring them both together. So you they meet in the middle. right? So you have like a coherent path from where you are to where you want to go. And, you know, doing it in this way, like I said, really brings that reality closer to you. It it feels more real and more believable for you to achieve. And this is key in any goal setting. It has to be believable and it has to has to create a sense of emotion within you. It's gonna make you feel something, otherwise you're just not gonna stick to it. If you have a goal that's like, you know, people who, for example, let's let's do losing weight because it's a really, really easy one to think about. But if you have that goal of, oh, I just wanna lose weight, but the thought of losing weight doesn't really make you feel like it like excited or motivated, you're probably not gonna do it. So the goal and what you wanna achieve has to make you feel something, has to make you feel a sense of like, Joy, a sense of pride, a sense of achievement. So maybe it's not going to be losing the weight that's actually going to make you feel like that. Maybe it's going to be training to do a marathon or a triathlon or climb a mountain. I don't know, but it's going to make you feel something for you to actually be committed to it. So when you think about any goals that you're setting for yourself, is it really your goal, is it really exciting for you, do you really want it, or is it just something that you're, for like, oh that's, that'll be cool to do, because that is going to be a major difference between you actually achieve the goal, and whether it just carries on being a pipe dream, you know, we all have those, like, goals in the background, right, like, I have, <laughs> I've had a goal to learn Spanish, I kid you not, for about six years, it's like, almost every single January, I think about it again, and I'm like, I really want to learn Spanish. And the reason why I haven't committed to it is not because I'm bad at going after goals or whatever. It's because it's just not become a priority. It's been a very background goal. And I don't have a big enough why. Like, it's not like I want to move to Spain. It's not like I, I particularly, I would love to go to Spain and speak Spanish, but there's no real big why. So it sits on the back burner. And it might be something that I achieve in the future when I have a big enough reason to or a big enough why and pull. But in the meantime, it's something that I'd like, dip in and out of now and then, but goals that actually really matter to you, and you actually really, really want, you can't have that kind of, laid-back approach. Otherwise, it'll always be something that is put off till tomorrow and is never done today. Like, you know, it'll be years down the line and you have to be, you have to ask yourself, am I okay not achieving this? Like, am I okay still not being able to speak Spanish in a year? And the answer is yeah. Like, I'm absolutely fine if I still can't speak Spanish in a year. It'd be really, really cool. But I'm, like, not obsessed with it and just kind of let it go. And The the thing is, obviously, you could argue in a manifestation sense. That's really, really kind of cool if I wanted to manifest learning Spanish. But at the same time, like, I can't... It's not like learning Spanish can just drop into my life. (laughs) I have to actually learn Spanish. So it's very, very different. Like you need to structure that goal. You need to actually have steps to work towards it. Otherwise it's not going to happen, right? And this is where a lot of people kind of get confused with manifestation or a lot of people talk about things just kind of popping into reality and miracles happening. And you know, yeah, that can happen. But it's also thinking about like, really pulling this back to you and what you want and making sure that you're playing your part in the co-creation process. The universe can't give you things on a plate if you're not taking action and you're not actually working towards them, right? So when it comes to your goals, you need to do your part and you need to decide what it is that you can do that's in your power and take the steps towards doing that. Anyway, so we were talking about this kind of process. So it's the process that you have in place that's going to help you to achieve your goals. And this is kind of really in two parts. Obviously, you think about the processes and the types of things that will move the needle needle forward for you. So, like the systems and the things that you're putting in place. But it's also the habits that you create and how you see yourself along the way. And this is where we need to open that door back up. Remember all those stories that we shoved through the metaphorical door <laughs> at the beginning of the podcast? Now it's time to open it again. But like, don't let it all just blood in, right? We're going to do this quite strategically in our minds we're going to go to the door and we're gently going to open it and we're going to allow one thing in and we're going to shut it again and that's what you're going to do you're going to kind of work through each of these different things to to be able to achieve your goals because because these things that we've put there these stories these beliefs these ideas these are these are obstacles these are what is going to get in your way of achieving your goals this year and it's not it's not the things that we think. It's not necessarily gonna be like, well, oh, I don't have the money or I don't have the time. It's not always like the practical things that actually are the things that stop us going after our goals. Like the things that stop us going after our goals are the, are the things in our heads, are the ideas that we have, the way we see ourselves. So it's really important to kind of let that back in and look at it objectively one by one, right? So thinking about, let's think about the inconsistency, right? We mentioned that earlier in the podcast. So inconsistency thinking about that as as how you see yourself as how you've been over the last year maybe you had an idea to build a business and actually you found you were being really inconsistent on social media you didn't show up you you would you would dip in and out so you start to see yourself as an inconsistent person and we just want to look at this objectively we're going to let it in the door we're going to look at it objectively not as you as what it is right because this isn't a truth it's not a truth it's not a fact it's a story and it's based on actions that you did or didn't take this year or in previous years, had like whatever it is, how many, how many years you've been inconsistent. They have built up this idea that has solidified in your mind of who you are, the type of person you now to believe yourself to be, who you believe you are will influence whether or not you actually think that you can have this goal, you can achieve this goal. And so it's really, really important to kind of take that objective standpoint and go, actually, what is going on here? Is this actually a truth or is this just an idea that's been built up based on evidence I have? And often, more or not, when it comes to any kind of belief or sense of who you think you are, it's based on ideas. It's based on loose facts or opinions or anything that's not actually grounded in any real evidence. And the reason you didn't take those actions is not because you are inconsistent. That is not who you are as a person. It's because of deeper layers of subconscious programming that have altered your behaviours. So it's the deeper belief that's driving inconsistency. It's looking at why you are behaving inconsistently. So it's really kind of pulling it away from you and stopping, stop seeing yourself as as that, as an inconsistent person. And you can think about this in, in anything. You can think about this as being like, if you think that you're, you know, unmotivated or, or lazy or incapable, all those different things we mentioned, this is, you break this down in the exact same way. Why do you see that as who you are? Because it's not true. It's not true in the slightest. It's it's thinking about it in a way of you've behaved in a certain way up to this point and unearthing why. Unearthing why you have done that. So often what drives this is a fear of failure, right? We're often inconsistent because we fear we're going to fail, so we don't want to try. We fear not being good enough, so we don't, again, we don't want to try in in case it's confirmed to us that we're actually not good enough and no one buys and no one wants to to be in our world. Or fear of what people think, you know, we might be really inconsistent because we're like, oh, every time I go on, like... So and so's on there, like maybe a, a family member or a person in your life, an old friend or someone that is you know in your circle but you don't necessarily connect with whatever. you, you have that fear of what they think. so it's talking you being consistent. And this is the real driver behind who you are being and how you've been previously. As I said, it's not who you are. It's just this has driven this behavior. The subconscious programming has manifested as an inconsistent behavior. So once you know what, dri- what has driven it, you can change it. So for example, let's say it's the fear of judgment. You, you need to plan for this in your goals this year because this becomes your ob- obstacles. More often than not, your biggest obstacles are gonna be the ones within your own mind. The biggest obstacles are gonna be the ones inside you. So when we look at this one, fear of judgment, for example, what can you do about it? And the idea is that we will, when we have got these obstacles and we know what they are and we've actually written them down, we can work through them. You can put in steps and plans to stop those things from getting in your way further down the line, right? So if you realise today that you have a fear of judgement, you have to think about, well, what can I do about that? to stop that from getting in my way this year. You don't just wait until it gets in your way and then deal with it. That's like, you know, waiting to have an accident before you get insurance. (laughs) Prevention is better than cure think about what it is that's going to get in your way now and make a plan to counteract it. And again, i will have many people thinking about this in a manifestation sense, but it's like, well, if I plan for it to happen, aren't I calling it in? Well, no, not necessarily. Because if you make the plan and you deal with it now, you're giving what, 15, 20 minutes to dealing with it right now, that's going to stop you from worrying about it and mulling over it and pulling it up subconsciously into your reality day after day over the next six months until it becomes an absolute massive problem that feels harder to to manage and harder to to solve. So if we go back to this sphere of judgment, thinking about what can you do about it right now? Well, you can reframe it and you can decide what is your new truth. You could work through this belief with a coach. That's the sort of work that we could do together at really unpacking what it is that's holding you back, the beliefs that you have, the stories, the ideas about how you see yourself so that you can show up in the way that you want to so that you can build that business, get your new clients. That's the sort of thing that you could do with a coach. You could create empowering affirmations. You could look at the areas Areas where this is interesting, actually, it's just come to me. You can look at the areas where you actually judge yourself because a lot of the times our fear, like our fear of judgment are actually projections of our own deepest fears, like where we're actually judging ourselves. You're worried about being judged because there's a part of you that's still judging yourself for for doing this for showing up in this way for sharing this thing right so thinking about looking within you as well at what areas you're judging yourself and coming at yourself with forgiveness and love and healing that So you choose a way that feels aligned and then plan that in as something that you work on before it actually stops you achieving your goals. And the thing is, if you don't do this, if you don't make this change, if you don't plan in for these obstacles and plan in for who you are being, very much on an identity level, right, and how you view yourself, you might achieve the goal. It might be something that happens, but what is likely to also happen is then, because you didn't fully shift on an identity level, as soon as you achieved the goal, you slip back into old ways because how we view ourselves shapes what we repeatedly do. And if you if you're just going after an outcome, but you're not trying to change who you are, then you're likely to slip back into who you were after that outcome is ended. If you set a goal and deep down you don't really think you're the type of person that can have that, even if you achieve that goal, there's still going to be that subconscious programming that's going to be within you that kind of pulls you back to, to the previous reality. You have to shift how you see yourself and what you think you're capable of and create empowering habits and, a, and a, a way of being that aligns with that version of you. And every day it's about making decisions from her, from that place, being like her, thinking how she would think, and really embodying that, and that that's those small daily actions, as we said, those little habits that you put into place that are going to make the goal inevitable, so really thinking about the person who has that six-figure business, or even in, say, that's the year goal in six months' time, someone who's got a thriving business, who is is thinking about uh, going full-time in their business, right, Go to her, think about what she's thinking like, think about how she would show up to life, how she would be. And I have a little trick for you, actually. This is something that I've been doing with my own healthy me goal that I mentioned earlier. So, you know, imagine you want to lose a little bit of weight and get a little bit fitter and a little bit healthier when it comes to, like, choices and decisions I make, I ask myself, if I was my healthiest weight, I had the greatest relationship with food right now, I loved my body, I felt good in my clothes, what would I have for breakfast? So I'm not doing it, like, what would she have, like, trying to think like her, I'd be like, no, I'm in that moment, I'm my healthiest weight right now, I have a great relationship with food, I love my body now, I'm feeling good in my clothes right this instant, what would I have for breakfast, what choice would I make in this moment? When you ask that to yourself, your brain suddenly goes oh well i wouldn't eat this sugary cereal i'm about to pick up i'd eat i'd eat oats i'd eat avocado or avocados eggs and toast and then i'd do that so i'd make that choice make that decision it's sort of interrupting yourself from from the automatic thought of oh i'm gonna grab cereal because i'm hungry and it's breakfast time to actually who am i being now and 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 does this align with who i'm becoming and it's embodying that version of you on that very micro level every single day and and this is how it works this is how you achieve the goals because you do that and over time it compounds and it seems so minute when you break it down to just small little choices and little decisions but over time this compounds and suddenly you know in six months you see massive massive change from just tiny tiny daily actions and the more you make choices from this place and from this position and you, and you take action from this version of you, the closer you'll get to that new identity. And the more you don't do that on the flip side, the more you can you instead go, oh, I, I can't be bothered, I'm just gonna pick up the cereal today because I can't bother to make eggs and avocado. The closer you become to that old identity, the closer you get, the, the more attached you become to that, that current one and it becomes even harder to change. And another really good way of looking at this, this actually comes from James Clear's um, Atomic Habits. Highly, highly recommend this book, by the way. And he explains in there that we've all had that point where we've like got ourselves in like a really messy room or a messy house. I mean, unless you're like really, really good and on top of that. But I'm sure some of you can relate. I definitely can. I've had that so many times in periods of my life where things have just been really, really messy and I've I've kind of let things slip. And you know that you need to get it done. So you wait until it's either really, really unbearable and you can't take it anymore. Or until you feel motivated to actually get it done. And you know you will, you know you'll have that moment, you know you'll get it done. And then eventually you kind of do it, you spend all those hours tidying and you vow never to let it get like that again. Once it's tidy, you're like, oh, I'm never going to let it get like that again until inevitably it gets like that again. <laughs> and the difference between that being your reality where it just get keeps getting messy and it keeps happening and the reality you do want where it's actually really nice and it's tidy and and it's and it and it feels good is in your daily decisions and the actions that you take on the daily. So for example making it a habit to take your laundry down, making it a habit to take the mugs down and plates down when you're finished with them from yesterday's lunch in the office taking the mugs and plates down as soon as you're finished rather than just letting them stack up you know, to make your bed in the morning. These are all micro habits that seem like they are just so small and not important, but they're really creating in your mind a version of who you are now being. It's really, really small, but it makes such, such a difference. And and also, which I think is really, really important here, that doing this makes you trust yourself a little bit more. So I don't know if any of you have had this where you've set goals and you feel like you when you were going to achieve them and then you didn't. And you kind of keep saying you're going to do something and you don't do it. It creates this sense of like, I don't trust myself to do what I say I'm going to do. And that can be really, really dangerous, especially if you want to achieve anything and make any change. Once you kind of have that thought in your mind and it, and you get more evidence for it and it builds and builds and builds and you start to think, I don't trust myself to fully see things through or I don't trust myself to, to commit. And that can be really, really damaging because you start to, to, to doubt even whether you can do simple things like a a really small goal. And what is happening here with these micro habits and doing these really, really small things is it's building your confidence. It's building your belief in yourself. You take that small, small action and you think, oh, that was easy. Of course I can do this all the time. Of course I can be the sort of person that has a tidy house and a tidy space and looks after her things. And then suddenly you feel more confident and more, be- and you believe in yourself more. You start to trust yourself more. You start to think, "I am the sort of person that does that. I am the sort of person that looks after myself. I am the sort of person who shows up in this way." And of course, you be- you start to believe that. Then it snowballs. Then the universe will start showing you more evidence to prove that and reflect that back to you. Again, got a little bit on one there. So what, where was I? (laughs) I think I was just, yeah, rounding off the whole processing and thinking about who you are and how you speak to yourself and how you show up, right? Because these are really, really important parts to actually achieving your goals. And I think the last thing I wanna share with you is the whole pain and pleasure principle. And this, again, might be something that you've heard of, but I really wanna bring it to light in this context because we always wanna move away from, from pain and towards pleasure. So all change is painful. No matter if you're really, really excited about your goal right now or the first three weeks of January, you've been so buzzed to build your business and fully step into who you wanna be this year and go full-time at the end of the year etc. etc. Whatever it is that you've that vision you have in your mind at some point on the journey, it will inevitably get painful. The novelty wears off and it starts to feel hard because you're pushing uphill to try and make that change. There's this kind of really good way of thinking about it. Like any change is like pushing kind of a boulder uphill and it takes so 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 much effort to get it going at the start. It's like really, really, really pushing because you're you're kind of resisting. the the change because you are still attached to your old way of being and and how you are, you know, that's what feels nice and comfortable right now. So it takes a lot more effort at the start to break through that initial inertia, to break through, you know, the thoughts, the self-sabotaging behaviours, everything that's going to be coming at you at a very fast and hard rate At the start of your journey and like i said maybe that's not right now while the novelty is still there but it will come it will there will come a point when the the novelty wears off and the motivation isn't there and it becomes about being determined it becomes about the habits you've put in place and making sure that you've created the habits so that you can keep going with your habits even if you don't feel like it because you see yourself as the type of person who shows up in that way so as I said, it it will it will be painful at some point. So it's really thinking about creating a sense of pleasure in the change and consistently reaffirming that to yourself. So where you're going, who you're being, how you're showing up, making sure you create pleasure in that of, of getting excited about becoming her getting really, really excited about who you're being and creating pain from where you are, creating pain for where you are right now, for who you have been, who you, who you were being and how you were showing up. And the way you do this is just reminding yourself of why you wanted the change in the first place because no change, no matter what situation, whether it's losing weight, building a business, changing jobs, right? All of any change comes from a state of unhappiness or a state of dissatisfaction for your current life. So... What about your life and how you're showing up right now doesn't feel good? What is it that sparked the change in the first place? Why did you want something new, something more for yourself? What was it that made you unhappy? Because when you start making a change, sometimes we forget that initial unhappiness, that initial dissatisfaction, but you have to remember that because that has to be that kind of fire that's lit up under your ass to remind you constantly why you started, and also not only what why you started, but what happens if you don't make that change and you actually revert back. What will happen if you don't go after the thing you really, really want and you stay where you are and you just carried on? Where will you be in six months, a year or even two years? Give yourself some time to actually think about that reality and go, shit, I don't know if I want that. I don't know if that is something that I, I want to happen, like no way and remind yourself of that because it's so so easy to think oh you know that's not going to happen like I will get there eventually but if you're not you know taking the actions you're not reprogramming your mind like rooting that subconscious programming creating healthy habits and stepping into and becoming who you truly want to be then that is the likely outcome because that is the the path that you will you will be on that's more inevitable if that makes sense because it's easier for you it's easier to be who you've always been it's far harder harder to to make change and to consciously think about what you want and who you want to be on a day-to-day basis but as i said that's that process that's that initial inertia that you have to break through it's always easier to revert back to what's ingrained within us and it's always going to be harder to consciously remind ourselves of how we want to think feel and be in a new way and this isn't conscious, of course, we're not consciously thinking, I want to do this because it brings me pleasure, or I don't want to do that, that makes me feel pain. <laughs> like, it, it's not a conscious thing, like, you will find yourself, like, imagine, like, in your body, your body will tell you, I don't want to do that, <laughs> right? You think about going to the gym, and you're like, oh, I don't, my whole body is resisting and that's not a made-up thing in your mind your body is resisting your your mind and body is connected it's going i don't want to chain i don't i don't want to go through that pain right because sometimes exercise can be painful right literally in the moment you could be like oh my god i can feel it i can feel it hurting right but it's really, really important to remember that it's it's a short term. You know what you're doing is actually creating a a body that you want in the future, and you're you're moulding that and you're creating that. And ultimately, that's the pleasure, right? Pleasure is obviously coming from the the thought of where you're going and who you're being. But it's also so so important when you think about this on your journey in a, in a goal sense is thinking about, well, how can you create more pleasure for the journey? How can you create more pleasure and more enjoyment, like, along the way? So really thinking about this again, like, you know, if we go back to manifestation, you know, one of the key principles in manifestation is to to feel the feelings as though you have it now. So to really feel as though you are that type of person now, you have those type of things, the type of things you want to have manifested. How can you bring more of that in? How can you feel more pleasure and more joy for doing the journey, for for changing now? So for example, you know, this could even be as simple as rewarding yourself. And there's people that disagree with this like rewarding yourself for small milestones. I don't, I think it's BS. Like, I think it's great. Like we deserve as much pleasure (laughs) going through the change as possible. So if I, you know, if you plan to show up for a week and all this week, you want to create your business business idea and Get, get it all down, think about how you're going to sell it and think about how you're going to grow your audience, blah, blah, blah. Like you deserve to reward yourself for that. That is just as worthy as getting the first new client. You know, it's all behaviour change, it's all shift and it's important to recognise that and celebrate that and to give yourself those little pumps where you're like, yes, like this feels good. I like to make this change and bring as much pleasure as you can uh, as possible to this new reality of, of where you're going because that is ultimately also what's going to drive you forward the more you're enjoying the journey the more you are feeling good the more you are feeling like those things are yours it it's it's going to have a massive impact and this links a lot to like you know the concept of people thinking oh well I'll be happy when I've reached the goal I'll be happy when I have this this amount of money or this amount of clients and the paradox is you have to be happy now and the clients and the money comes you have to bring the pleasure in you have to allow yourself to feel the pleasure now because again, that's another common trap that we fall into. We, we almost restrict ourselves of pleasure because we think that we aren't allowed to, to experience pleasure until we've achieved something or we have a reason to. And of course, what we were just saying about rewarding yourself, obviously that's, that's creating the idea that you can only have the pleasure once you've achieved the thing. But it's also about treating yourself along the way, just because, so celebrating yourself just because, you know, treating yourself to self care and time like for yourself, you know, giving yourself that bubble bath, treating yourself to the new bubble bath in your lovely bubble bath. (laughs) is it's doing those things along the way that keeps your joy up that keeps your happiness up and that is again so essential for the process is the more joy you're having the more fun you're having and the less attached you are to the outcome the quicker your results are going to come into your life because you're completely embodied in in something new you're being something new and that is going to make the biggest shifts for you not only this year but all all the years to come like for every goal that you set so I've literally just seen the time. I can't believe how long that episode was. Um, and I was actually saying like, we were going to have another episode on this. So there's definitely, I can think of the top of my head, like at least two more things that, I want to share, I think. I'm just going to, I'm just going to drop those ideas down. Two or three things that I want to share that I think will be really, really useful that we didn't cover today. So if you are interested to hearing those, you want to hear, let me know, because, you know, I love to hear your voices. I love to hear your, your inputs and what you guys really find interesting and helpful because that's what this space is for. It's, It's about supporting you guys. So let me know if you want another episode on the other things that I was thinking of mentioning when it comes to goals. And of course, as always, if you want support with this, then do reach out. I have some one-on-one spots that are gonna be opening up soon. I would really, really love to support you on your journey to, to help you whether or not you're at the start of your business or you're thinking about starting a business. Maybe you're full-time work right now and you're ready to embody a new version of you. You you know you wanna show up differently this year. You know you wanna be someone different this year. Like You've got that kind of niggle within you, that's just calling you to more, calling you to do more, like you feel like you were put on this planet to be able to to share something, share a voice, birth something into this world, and we're not talking about a baby, we're talking about ideas, right, you know you feel that, but you're not necessarily sure what that is yet, maybe you're lacking clarity right now, maybe you know what it is, but you're feeling this kind of, uh, I don't know if I'm the type of person that can achieve that. I don't know if I'm the type of person that is worthy of that or can have that. Or maybe it's that there's some fears holding you back that you think I really want that change, but I can feel all this fear bubbling up and I just I just don't know how to move through that. Whatever you can relate to, this is the sort of things that we'll be working on together in one-on-one mentorship. It, it's, it's really about cracking you open you know it's not always easy it's not for the faint-hearted but it's really about cracking you open and really supporting you to look within to look inside yourself and show yourself like i like to see it as like a coach is like a mirror so we can show yourself what it is standing in your way and support you to move through that because it can be really really hard on your own and more often than not we we hold ourselves back from what we truly want because we we find it so hard to move through that stuff we find it so hard to to make that change to break through that initial inertia and also to to look within ourselves and it can be challenging but it's truly the most transformative work that you could possibly do for yourself. Working on yourself, working on your mindset, working your subconscious programming, healing those wounds within you is the most transformative thing that you could do for yourself. Whether or not it is that you you wanna build a business or you're an ambitious woman that wants to climb the ladder wherever she is, whether it's a new promotion, a new income level, working on yourself is gonna be the catalyst for that is gonna be the catalyst for change and you actually achieving that outcome. Because mindset is the biggest thing that holds us back. You know, in anything, you've probably heard, business is is 80% mindset and 20% skill. So this is why it's so, so integral to, to do that work and to do the work with someone who's, who's gonna be able to really dive deep with you and hold the space for you and that's something that i'm 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 proud of as as a coach that i have a a gift to be able to hold the space for you in such a way that you can truly go through this transformation on a deep deep level like we're not about surface level here like this is about deep transformation So if that's something that you're after and you really want to kick off this year and actually follow through with your goals, you really, really feel ready to make a change, then reach out to me. So you can email me hello at shearsamantha.com or you can follow me on Instagram, which is at shearsamantha underscore sis and give me a follow and DM and we can have a conversation there. And I'll absolutely love to share how I can support you and what we've got available for you, especially if you're listening to this in the future as well. So as I said, let me know if a second episode will be useful, if you'd love to hear what else I had to share and also again as usual please give me a review and share on um whatever whatever platform you're listening whether it's itunes or spotify i would love to have your review how you found this episode any ah ahas or takeaways and what you think about the podcast and yeah i mean if you're a regular listener as well and if you're new here like both your your opinions and voices matter but if you do listen regularly and you've been in our space for a while like it would be so amazing and so helpful for for me growing the brand to be able to have your review on iTunes or wherever it is that you're listening I'm um, sorry I'm an iTunes girl I've got an iPhone so I'm, I just I just revert to saying iTunes but it'd be so so useful to, uh, to have that because you're really going to be helping us grow and reach more women and if you do that if you do leave a review and I don't see it because I don't know if I will automatically please screenshot it and send it to hello at and i will give you a free absolutely free meditation as a thank you and i've got so many sitting there in my little bank now that i could even talk to you about which one you find most useful for you right now and i can send that to you so it's a little bit more specialized and specific to you and your needs and what you're going through as well so that's my gift to you because yeah i would truly appreciate it So I'm going to leave it there because this has been very, very long. (laughs) I hope you made it through. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope it gives you some food for thought and really gets you excited about your goals this year and actually really thinking about deeply what it is that might stand in your way and being able to stop that from getting in your way. (laughs) To be able to counteract that, that's the word I wanted. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I hope it served you and I wish you so much love joy and abundance.